and welcome to Just a Girl from the South Bronx podcast with your host, Crystal. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that your week is going by well, great, fantastic, all that jazz. <laughs> so I noticed that in my previous episodes, I have talked quite a bit about relationships, dating, love, all that jazz. And I feel like not just on my show, but I feel like in general, from the reality television shows that we've seen to the articles that we've read, uh, things, movies we've seen, stuff like that. I feel like we discuss so much about red flags that I feel like we don't pay more attention to the green flags we should be seeing. And this is something that I wish I had learned in my 20s as opposed to now, but of course, better late than never. It's never too late to learn to unlearn, so to speak. And so I read this amazing book that I purchased last year. It's called Becoming the One by Shalina Ayana. I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. This is a really great book. I highly recommend this to any of my listeners out there that feel like they are kind of struggling a bit with uh, romantic relationships, familiar relationships, and the and just you know relationships in general, and just feel like you, you want to heal heal that that particular aspect of your life, heal that part of you that you feel like you struggled quite a bit with, and so it's called becoming the one. Heal your past, transform your relationship patterns, and come home to yourself. And there's one particular chapter where she talks about red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. I know we make jokes about, oh, that person is a walking red flag. and But you know what's interesting? We never really talk about the green flags. So I'm, I'm not going to give you point for point because like I said, y'all should just get the book and read it yourself. It's really great material. I really feel like it will help cultivate the type of relationship that you desire and that you want. Um, of course, at first, the, the best relationship is with yourself. Having the best, healthiest relationship with yourself is so important because then once you've reached that level of healthiness, you can uh, spread that love, if you will, to to the person that you want to be with. So I'm just going to, there were some, actually, there were some red flags and there were some yellow flags that she put in bullet points. I won't express all of them, but this was something that I had to reflect on in terms of past experiences in which I can say now those are red flags and those are yellow flags. Again, I don't want to really focus too much on the red and yellow because I really want to focus more on the green, but it's just interesting that when we sit back and we journal and we read and we reflect and we we become more self-aware and we're trying to increase our emotional intelligence and all of that, it's interesting that, you know, you discover things that you didn't quite see before, but now that you have a whole new set of eyes, you can say, yeah, that was a red flag. So here we go. So one of the red flags that um, I definitely didn't dis- didn't notice up until um, just a few short years ago, but she put it so eloquently in the book. Uh, one of the uh, red flags is uh, the what she calls the climate of the relationship. And so that's where you feel like the the weird tension and confusion and it feels like an emotional roller coaster. So basically there's a lot of hot and cold and you don't know where to go from there. So I felt 
quite a bit of that with dealing with one particular person from my past where you, you're just not sure where you stand in that particular situation and you're just like, what should I do? So like I said, for disclaimer, I'm giving myself some grace because I know I have made some silly mistakes in my 20s that I'm not the most proud of. So I, I can't, you know, I can't say that I can't extend grace or, 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 you know, anything like that was for someone else who may have done similar mistakes or done silly things just for, you know, just to, just to get the relationship that they, that they wanted. So I've experienced that. Uh, one that I've highlighted personally was that the person shows rude or insensitive, um, rude or insensitive sexual behavior or making hurtful comments. Now, it wasn't more so rude. I think it was more on the insensitive side. And because of that, me and that person stopped being friends. So at least from there, I was able to put my boundaries in place because of the immature things that he was saying to me. So that's another one. Uh, the final one was that they... What she calls a red flag is someone who dodges any attempts to to make you talk about the relationship or saying that you're being too much difficult you're being too difficult or that it's just too much work. I think I've mentioned this before that you don't want to deal with someone who has that kind of mindset like, well, this is how I am. I'm not changing. No. Do you really really and truly do you really want to be with someone who thinks like that? Like they feel like they have no fault in the situation whatsoever. They're not able to listen to constructive criticism they're not able to not so much and this is something that I've struggled with in the past and I'm still learning to to be better at but uh, someone who's not so much listening just to talk but want to rather listen to understand and that should have been the green flag so you would rather want someone who listens to understand and not listening just to talk so those were a couple of the red flags that I've come across when I was in my 20s. Um, she also says stuff like, she, like I said, she's also mentioned uh, yellow flags. So perhaps uh, they become easily frustrated during um, some sort of conflict or they can't or they're struggling to like communicate their thoughts or the ideas or their emotions um, towards you. I've mentioned before that I would prefer my partner to be someone who is emotionally intelligent, who can channel his emotions effectively and not let his anger get get the best of him. I have also joked and said that I can't be with uh, someone who is uh, temperamental or who what I call moody, <laughs> moody men. I can't, I just can't personally, I just can't do it. It just doesn't work well with my personality. Or... People who like to gaslight you. I feel like gaslighting could be a red flag, but you know, I guess in this case, it's kind of falling into the yellow flag, but they'll say stuff like, oh, let's just leave the past in the past, like that kind of thing. No, it's important to me and I want to discuss it with you now. So why are you talking about leave the past in the past? But she considers it as a yellow flag. Now, like I said, I didn't want to focus too much on the red and the yellow. I really wanted to focus more on the green. Like I said, oftentimes... We focus so much on what to look for in terms of the negative side that we have to pay more attention to what we need in a partnership or in a relationship. So 
I personally didn't highlight anything because I thought all of her points were great in the green flags, but there were a couple that kind of stood out to me that I felt I did not receive in my former relationships, which is something that I definitely require in my relationship now. And one of the points is that the uh, client, she says here, the climate of the relationship is consistent. So it doesn't feel like an up and down. It doesn't feel like you're on an emotional co roller coaster and you don't know when to get on and you don't know when to get off. It feels for the most part, like a smooth ride. Like it doesn't feel, you know, like, like that, that nervous, nervous energy. Like I don't, I definitely don't want that. It says here, she, she mentions, uh, you're basically in a safe space with this person. You feel, you feel free to express yourself. And that's, that's so important. Like for me, I, like I said, I have, I have a little bit of quirkiness to me and I also have my conservative side. I have a soft side, even though I, sometimes I may come off a little bit more on the, on occasion. Cause like I said, I grew up as a tomboy. So there's some elements of me as a tomboy that's still there and I'm trying to, transform transform out of that completely but I want to feel like I'm in a safe space with that person where I can literally just be myself whatever version of myself I'm, I am at that day and that's not me saying that I transform into a different person every day it just goes with my current mood um that I'm in and let's say if I'm feeling sad or down about something because of course we know we're not going to be happy all the time seven days a week if I'm feeling sad or down about something, I want to be able to sit with my my partner, sit with him and just say, I'm feeling a bit down today because of this, this, and this, and that. And I would hope that in return, not so much that he's giving me advice because whatever the situation is, of course, I would have to make that decision to figure it out myself. If, if it's one of those situations that require some sort of decision-making process, but if it's just something where I'm just kind of feeling down and I'm feeling sad and I just want to express my feelings to him, I would hope that in return that he's listening and he's being supportive and he's being caring. He's being there for me on an emotional level and, you know, will say something like, you know, if, if you need me for anything, I'm here. I'm glad you felt open enough to talk with me, know that, you know, this is... I'm glad that you felt like I was your safe space to to have this conversation. That's the type of healthy relationship that I want. So that's one example, or rather the second example. Um, another example that I thought she did really well with is that basically in the relationship inspires you to be your best self. I think that's so important. I think that with relationships... Uh, people will grow and change and evolve over time. You don't really stay the same per se, especially like, for instance, people who have been married. Like if you hear about married couples that have been together for like 15, 20 years, the way that they started out in the marriage is 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 probably different than how they are now in terms of mindset and in terms of behavior. So I think as long as it's not being detrimental to the person's like health, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and you're changing because you, you realize that you have new interests, new hobbies, new goals, um, a new way of thought. And you just want to be better as an individual. And that person is not trying to deter you from doing that. Um, then that that's a great example of a healthy relationship. 
Um, and one more final point in terms of green flags is that you can rip it says here in one of her points that you can basically repair after a conflict this is a big one for me in particular because i've had experiences in my past where i felt like i've had disagreements or arguments with a person and we never recovered from that argument or that disagreement it seemed like that dark cloud was still kind of lingering over us and it was like, it became one of those things where we just avoided talking about that topic altogether because neither one of us wanted to like rock the boat. But then it's like, you're just sweeping the issue under the rug. You're not resolving anything. And so I've learned from from reading books and reading articles and, and even sometimes watching like certain television shows and movies that shows examples of healthy relationships I've learned that, yes, there will be conflict. I've had conflicts in in my previous relationships. But the important thing is, for me, is that we learn to solve the issue or at least compromise on on that end. I think um, other examples for me personally, um, from what I've discovered in my life and maybe may be useful for someone out there, In terms of green flags, I would say someone that is not just connected to me on a physical level. So, of course, we know when you meet someone, the initial attraction would be more on the physical. But once you get to know someone, then it becomes an emotional, mental, and spiritual. I can personally say that I've had maybe a physical mental connection with a person but it has never been all four and that's perhaps why it didn't work out for me and of course good it didn't work out because that's not essentially what I need I would need for all four elements to be um connected so for instance yeah we could be physically attracted to each other yes we can hold some meaningful conversations but if there's no sort of emotional or spiritual connection that follows it, then it's not going to work for me long term. And I'm sorry, that's just, you know, that's just what I desire in a in a healthy partnership. I need all four. I used to carry this mindset where I try not to show emotions. I try not to get overly emotional. Not to not to to appease the guy in any way, but it was just to protect myself because I've heard of stories oftentimes where a woman gets vulnerable with a guy and somehow the guy turns and uses it against her. So I've always kind of built that wall over time that I try my best not to show my um, my emotions. So, well, some of my emotions. So for instance, you'll know if I'm angry or I don't even want to say angry. You'll know if I'm upset about something or you'll, you know, but when it comes to like sadness, that was one of the emotions that I would try to keep in. And it was one of those things where I always said, I'm just deal with it myself. I'll just deal with it in my own way. And that's not exactly the healthiest thing to do either. I mean, yes, you have to process your own feelings and your emotions in that moment. But it also helps to have a great relationship with a partner who is willing to feed you emotionally 
and spiritually when you when you need that comfort space when you need it and and that's what i didn't have in my previous relationships i didn't have the emotional connection so i didn't feel like i was in a safe space where i could truly be vulnerable and truly be myself and i definitely didn't feel the spiritual connection as well like feeling like there was a purpose there was a divine a purpose for us to be together to meet together like that kind of thing i just didn't feel it internally those are the things that i need now so the physical yes be attractive mental i need the mental stimulation i need to have the the intellectual conversations i need for us to carry a conversation and and it not just be something that's superficial or just surface level I need that emotional connection. I need to feel safe and vulnerable with you. I need to feel protected in terms of my heart space when I'm with that person. Knowing that in my heart, I feel like I can be myself. I can be vulnerable. I can I can verbally express how I feel without, without fear of you either dismissing my emotions or you just just kind of being half in half out like that kind of way i want to feel that so those are examples of of the the green flags that i look for in terms of other green flags like i've said and i've mentioned in another episode my love language is no longer words of affirmation in terms of it being at the top of the list. It's now acts of service. And it's not coming from any sort of selfish or any sort of like narcissistic place. It's more coming from you thought of me because you did this for me. You showed that you cared by doing this for me without asking me. And it's because you were paying attention to what I said or you were listening to what I said in conversation you kind of kept it in the back of your mind and said you know what I'm going to surprise Crystal and and do this for her I know she said she needs to run some clothes to the cleaners I'm on my way out the door anyway let me just do this for her since that's one less step she doesn't have to do so it's little things um that count for me that says that you show your appreciation for me that you care for me that you love me that's what I also look for. Not saying that words of affirmation doesn't mean that the person can't love you or anything like that. It's just for me personally on my journey, I can't put words of affirmation at the top of my list because of my personal experiences. I feel personally that acts of service is best suited for me right now. And that's not to say that I can't change again because words of affirmations was very strong <laughs> in my 20s. But now that I'm in my 30s, I look at acts of service as how a person can feed me in terms of love. Other green flags that I would say that is needed in a partnership, I would say just aside from the healthy conversations, feeling like you're safe with that person, like you can be yourself. I think Another good one, and I'm trying to think of it, but I may have to refer back to the book. I'm I'm just not 100%. Let me see. I just think I'm, I think I'm going to just refer back to the book because like I said, she did it so eloquently that I can't even think of the ones off the top of my head. <laughs> so, um another good one I would say is that, ooh, this is a good one. Boundaries. That the boundaries are being respected. So, if I tell you in discussion that 
I'm not fond of this particular thing or I don't like that particular thing and you're dismissive of it, I I don't respond well to dismissive people. Like that tells me that you're trying to say my feelings and my thoughts are not valid, but that somehow yours are or that they're superior to my thought process. And it's not me doing too much or being difficult. It's me expressing my boundary. And that can be an emotional boundary. That can mean like a physical boundary. Like whatever that is. I'm letting you know that you as my partner, I would hope that you would respect that. And if you choose not to respect that, then this is not the relationship for me. Then we just need to go our separate ways. So I had to get into that space coming out of constantly looking for red flags from a person and start paying more attention to the green flags. Not saying that I'm I'm ignoring. I don't want people to think that I'm ignoring like red flags or even yellow flags from a person, but because I want to attract a certain type of relationship, which is a healthy one, I would want to pay more attention to the green flags or the or the things that I desire and need in a partnership. And like I said, y'all, this is something that I kind of wish I had like really paid more attention to in my 20s and really gave it some thought and said, you know, run or sprint or whatever at the first sign of trouble. If I felt like that red flag should have been a stop sign, that was my cue to just like go. (laughs) So yeah, I wished that I had really started paying attention more to like what more to look for in terms of green flags back then. But like I said, you sometimes you have to learn to unlearn. And now that I know all the the flaming red flags and all I and all the yellow flags that are out there, now I understand what the green flags are and what that means for me and where I place myself in that relationship with that person. So I know this wasn't going to be a super long episode. I wanted to keep it short and I wanted to just bring some awareness that I feel like sometimes, and this is just me speaking directly to the women, I feel like us women, we we want, I know we want that healthy that healthy relationship and and sometimes we just have to go through so many like muddy hurdles just to get to that point or just to finally meet that person that we've always had as in terms of like on our list or or we've always dreamed of or, or whatever the case may be and it's unfortunate that we have to go through so much heartbreak and so much trauma if you will just to get to the other side where you can finally say, you know what, this is the first time that I've ever been in an emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental relationship. All four elements that were healthy for me, that were conducive for me. This is the happiest that I've ever been in a relationship. And that's not to say that your happiness will be determined Once you get in that relationship, because another thing that she stresses in the book, Becoming the One, is that, you know, having that relationship with yourself, knowing who you are, knowing your boundaries, knowing your triggers, knowing that you're not going to walk into this relationship perfect. 
Just like the partner that you want is not going to not going to walk into the relationship perfect. And it's all about compromise and it's all about balance. Of course, healing your your um, whatever your childhood traumas would be, healing whatever poor behavioral patterns that you may have, because I know I definitely have some that I've had to work on. And yeah, just like she said, coming home to yourself, finally reaching that pivotal moment in your life where you feel free. You feel like you can let go of the baggage. You feel that you can let go of all the things that kind of held you back because you felt like you weren't good enough. I know, we talked about an imposter syndrome episode. Um, just feeling unworthy because you've had some really bad experiences in love and dating and you really wanted this healthy relationships. Even with good intentions, you still end up running into people who do not want what's best for you or do, do not have your best interests at heart. I'm sorry. I, I really wish that all the good people would just find all the good people just like that, but I know it's not easy. You know, and we all try to be this, at least those with good intentions. We all try to be this good person. But of course, we all have our own set of flaws, our own set of childhood patterns or childhood trauma or behavioral patterns that we have to work through so that we can manifest. And I feel like we should talk about this in a future episode so that we can manifest the relationship that we do desire, the relationship that we do need um, in our lives. And so I'm going to end this episode here. So I would like to thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. It's a little bit shorter compared to the others, but that is okay. (laughs) So uh, again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Make sure that you are leaving those five-star reviews because the higher the reviews, the more people that can see and hear this show. So until next time, take care.